Welcome to the Release Your Blocks podcast. I am your host, Victoria Bond. I am a spiritual empowerment coach. I help teach others to show up to their potency so they can fulfill their mission here on earth. I'm so glad you are here. And if you are interested in becoming a medium, if you're interested in becoming a life coach, or if you're interested in shifting your life from the 3D to live more in the 5D reality, then check me out, book a clarity call, and let's get chatting. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Release Your Blocks with Victoria Bond. I have my lovely friend, Ellie Katz, here. How are you, Ellie? Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so happy to have you because the last time we actually talked and we said that we were going to catch up more than, you know, we said let's catch up for coffee dates and stuff. It didn't happen because both of our lives and our businesses have exploded in different directions. Um, And yeah, last time I talked to you and interviewed you was honestly maybe like three and a half years ago and it was for Mum's Time to Shine. And we were really talking about, you know, your books. Um going from um, hot mess to mindful mum. And I mean, that was amazing how you transformed your mothering and your life, like conscious parenting. That was what the summit I did was about, basically. Um, And now you're doing something a little bit different. So let's talk about that. (laughs) It is just, you know, I've always been really focused on the journey more than the destination. And I call it for me following the universal breadcrumbs and, Mm. you know, really paying attention to the signs that the universe gives me about where I'm supposed to be going next and not having any fear about going there and knowing, even though I don't have all the answers, I just trust that I'm being pointed in the right direction for a reason. And that's exactly what happened with animal communication. People are always like, how did you get into this? And I'm like, you know, it's kind of crazy. I was doing all, you know, just my meditation stuff, writing my books and opening up to a lot of metaphysical things and starting to practice the mediumship and doing a lot of energy work and energy clearing and things like that. And not only had these things really changed my life, but I started doing them for people that I worked with. And I got an email in my inbox about an animal communication class. And I have no idea how it got there. I didn't follow this person. I'd never heard of this person. It just plopped into my inbox. And I was like, you know what? That sounds so cool. I love animals and I love all sorts of, you know, metaphysical communication. I want to learn about this. I'm going to take it. So it was one of those free will moments where you can delete it because you're like, where did this come from? This is so random. Or you can be like, wow, I think I'm supposed to do this. And I went to my first class. And the second I connected with my first animal, it was a dog. I just, it was like everything fell into place. And then I started asking all my friends and family if I could talk to their animals and started really just practicing. And then I decided, you know what? I really want to do this professionally. I really, really want to work on my skills and get really good. And so I worked with a mentor in California until I was ready to really go out on my own. And it's just been amazing ever since it has taken off and kind of taken a life of its own that I couldn't have imagined. And I love it every 
day. I feel so joyful and so excited. So I feel so are lucky. you like going to people's houses and talking to animals? Like, is that what you're doing, like a behavioral thing? Or are these animals alive? I know this sounds a silly question, but I know that it's you're a not. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So are I've they... got to animals that are alive and in spirit. It's actually the same exact process. I'm making a soul-to-soul connection. As you know, the soul never dies. So I can connect with this animal soul, whether they're alive or in spirit, and I do both often. Um, So every animal communicator has a different style. There are people that like to go to the home and be in person with the animal. That's not my style. Um, I find it very distracting, and I find that then you have the owner's energy involved and I'm a huge empath and when I've tried to do it like that I have found that it was difficult because of the owners being around actually so my way is I work with a picture which is great because I can work with people all around the world and I do work with people all around the world so someone sends me a picture and a list of questions that they want me to ask their animal. I spend about 45 minutes to an hour with the animal by myself. So this is where my meditation practice and experience really comes into play. I get into such a quiet place that I can just hear everything the animal wants to share, see everything they want to show me. I usually end up with about two pages of notes from that first session. And then I get on phone or Zoom with the pet parents and Um, give them all the information that I got and the connection is still open with their animal. So we can then have a three-way conversation. If more questions come up or they want clarification on something, you know, we're talking to their animal together. So I sort of do both. This is absolutely fascinating me. Um, As you know, I'm a medium. I talk to spirits. I talk to people's higher selves and and people obviously like, you know, it's the same thing. It's a, the, the, we're, we're a soul and that's the way I see it as well. But I have, like, I've talked to my animals, like I've got a couple of dogs that have passed away and I'll feel them and I'll see them. And um, I know my children and my husband, cause we're all quite, um, I don't want to say spiritual, we're all kind of conscious and aware. So we know that our animals are around. It'll be just before the birthday or whatever it is. And we've got a new little puppy and he's so beautiful. So I find it easy to communicate with spirit animals, but not actually live animals. Now, I am a bit unique um, in that respect. Like I parent a bit differently to most people and stuff like that. But with animals, like cats, for instance, I look at my cat and I'm like, what do you want? But the funny thing is, I've never actually tried to communicate. So what I would tell you to do, because sometimes it can actually be harder with your own animals like you know how it's really easy to solve someone else's problem but when Mm. it's your problem it can feel harder so it can be like that with your own animals but what I um suggest you do is like kind of do a session like if you were talking to someone's you know uh, relatives in spirit or someone's guides you would probably get into like a really quiet place you know, without a lot of distractions and you would sort of have a session with them. So instead of trying to off the cuff with like your kids running around and pouring cereal, trying to ask your cat what they want, I would just get quiet Mm -hmm. and, um, and try to do it that way and just really communicate. Now I have one funny thing that happened that you will totally get a kick out of. Someone asked me just recently in an interview, have you ever had an animal that wouldn't talk to you? 
And that's happened one time. One time out of hundreds have I had a dog like not want to talk to me. And I was, and I knew the parents were so anxious for this reading. There were so many questions they needed answered. And I was like, I got to find a workaround. Like, what can I do here? So I connected with the animal spirit guides and got all of the answers from their guides, not from them. So it was the same information. It just came in a different way. Yeah. And, and it's the same with spirit. It's the same with human yeah. spirit. And of course, it's not just spirit. There's all sorts of entities around. But um, yeah, I'll have someone and I'll, I'll be like, so, or someone, I got one of my mediums in Magnificent Mediumship to do a reading on me um, in a group call. And she was like, I, she said, your granddad's here. And I go, is he saying anything? And she's just like, no. And I go, well, don't stress about it because he wasn't a big talker. And I go, but what is he feeling? And she's like, he's feeling this and feeling that. So we communicate all in different ways, but people um, go to their heads and they go, they're expecting the spirit or the animal to communicate as they do. But the truth is we all communicate completely differently. So, I mean, this would have really helped me uh, a couple of years ago when, because my cat has alopecia. And of course, it's stressing. He was been stressing out because he's getting old and not winning his fights anymore. But it was just like, how can I ask the cat? I didn't even think about it. You know, how, how I should have just asked the cat, what is actually going on? What, yeah. Instead, I'm like, oh, um, he's stressed. Um, let's just keep. Well, that's in. happened to me, actually. It's funny because, you know, when it's like I was saying, when it's your own animal, it can be really different. So there was something going on with my dog and I ran to the vet. Okay. And we get to the vet and I'm like, um, so Interestingly, every animal has different ways that they like to communicate based on their personality. So some animals give me all pictures and movies in my head, and some animals are really talkative with words. So it just depends on the animal how they want to communicate. And I can just, you know, people say, like, do all dogs do something? Bless you. Do all cats. <laughs> act a certain way and I'm like no every animal is really different but it it is very much based on their personality how they like to communicate so it's, it's exactly really the same as spirit it's exactly the same as I read but you are reading and it's the same people I read people and I read spirit it's, it blows my mind it's exactly the same and it's, it's not surprising actually it's just like really um and I know I've got some best friends that are like massive animal lovers like so much so that they love animals more than human beings um yeah I can see why <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually like I am an animal person but I'm not to that extreme I'm more like a ch- I like children like I really like children I love animals but sometimes I'm like I don't hear I can't see what you're saying type of thing um but yeah, it is just so, so interesting. Yeah. Do, do you ever have to like, if you talk to spirit animals, so do you get a lot of clients that say, can you please talk to my my dear dog or yes. whatever? So when yes. that happens, do you have to like clear that energy so the dog goes away? Like, do you have to clear animals as well? Like I do a lot of clearing. So what I mean by that is, for instance, um, I had a friend over yesterday. Her dad came in before she even got here and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm on a call with somebody else. You need to leave. <laughs> and not only that, when um, she left, I, I had to, because we did a little bit of mediumship, I had to say, off you go, everybody, off you go, go with her and clear, mm-hmm. cut the cord ties. So um, that's one way of clearing. Do you have to do that? Or do you have to clear animals or, and do you have to clear animals that don't know that they're dead? 
Because I have that with a lot of humans. I have not ever had an animal that didn't know they were dead yet. I shouldn't say ever, but not yet. Um, and then it's interesting because I am so sensitive to energy. So with people, I have to do a lot of clearing and cord cutting and detaching. But with animals, their energy is so different and like so pure and so light and so joyful that I don't find that I do. When the reading is over, I say like, thank you so much. Thank you to their guides, my guides. And then it's pretty much just done. And I don't find that I have to do a lot of clearing. It's really is, interesting. Is that because they're more conscious? Um, I think that, I don't know that they're more conscious. I think they're, to me, their energy is just, they don't have so much like baggage and so much like stuff kind of, they don't have the same attachments and the same, it's just such a different feeling. It's a much lighter. Much yeah. Lighter. Maybe they don't have so much programming and conditioning because our human brain does tend to program and like, you know, with your mom, your, the mom's time to shine and with your um, hot mess to mindful mom, you know, you had to, unprogram yourself you had to like deprogram yourself so you, and the same with me so then we could actually yeah. both reprogram ourselves into the way we wanted to parent and animals um, um they have this their animal instinct don't they that we talk about so yeah but they also remember they remember their past lives they can tell me what they dream about they um understand death and they understand the circle of life they're not, they don't have the same fear of death that many humans did. I mean, I used to have a total fear of death until I got into mediumship and I realized there's nothing to be scared of, but I used to, I don't know. Did you used to also? Oh, well, I was brought up religious and um, that the fear that I had was not of death because I knew I was going to go to heaven because <laughs> it was that um, very much. Okay. Um, told exactly what was going to happen but I was scared that you know I wasn't good enough and that I was a sinner and that I would go to purgatory so I had fear so I had a lot of fear so I suppose I did have a fear of death now I'm kind of like oh like wow this this because I have no fear of that next type of um, step you know that evolving right. I suppose I'm like I'm really enjoying my life. Like I'm really, really, really enjoying my life and so much joy and doing as much as I can to spread the message of joy and abundance and consciousness everywhere um, as much as I possibly can because I'm like, holy moly, I've just realized that this life is a blink. This life is one blink. It's like when they say like you are a speck of dust on like, like, I don't know. I feel like, I love my life and I want to be here as long as I can. And I want to be with my kids and my grandkids. And, you know, I, I don't want to go anywhere, but I also almost don't take it all so seriously anymore. Uh, like, it's, like it's like, I've lightened up a lot. Like if you make a mistake, yes, you need to learn the lesson. You need to grow and evolve, but like, it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, there's no there's no death really yeah I mean, I mean, we're dying all the time you have had a brief a death and a rebirth and since I've seen you and I've had a death and a rebirth and I'm sure we're going to go through that again and 
we do this while we're alive in the human body. Um, and I, I think it's just absolutely fascinating. And it's like, we're here to have fun and play and joyful. And you would not have got where you're at with the spirit um, that well, and animal communication if you were taking things too seriously when you were a hot mess. And I was a hot mess too. I was. Like, I took everything really seriously. And oh, it was we got a parent. Energy. I mean, when I think about, I, w- I want that all back. I mean, I know it doesn't work that way. And it makes you who you are and all of that. I mean, I get it and I believe it. But at the same time, I'm like, God, I wasted so much time and energy on things that were not important, you yeah. know, but that's the journey. That's it's the, the journey. journey. You yeah. love the journey. We love the journey. And so I'd say, yeah. But you can kind of chuckle at, when you look back. <laughs> oh, I've got a funny ass story for you. So, um, of course, we have these reminders pop up all the time, right? So we're not always happy, 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 happy. We go through different flow states. And, you know, we, we both do meditation or you're a meditation teacher. So we know how to come back into ourselves, our zen, our I am, all those things and the grounding. And the other day I was thrown off. So I had a couple of things attack me energetically. There was a few human things. There was a bit of wonkiness. And I went into this, into my mind. And I try to practice not being in my mind. <laughs> try to practice being in, in my soul and my being. And the funniest thing was my husband was away. So I was busy being busy, working. I had the kids. I had all these different things. And something popped up in my business that needed attention. And it was Thank you. It was a little bit, a little bit um, scary, a little bit of confrontation. And I realized I'd opened myself up and I'd lost my, my footing, my grounding, my expansion. And I went into my mind and I kind of narrowed everything down. And I was a little bit like, what is happening? And next minute, our smoke alarm is going off. We've got fire engine, the fire brigade here. We've got police walking down the road. This is all happening at three o'clock pickup. All hell broke loose. Thank you. That's what it is. I've got my puppy inside in his in his crate because he's only 10 weeks old. And um, he seemed to be fine. But this alarm's going off. And I said to the um, to the fire brigade, I went, oh, my God, my puppy. And there was no fire, but I was like, the alarm. So I whipped him out straight away. He was like, he seemed perfectly fine for some reason. But still, I need to maybe talk to him about that. Uh, make sure I can clear up some energy. And then I realized afterwards, I laughed. I felt a bit guilty for wasting all the time of the um, services and stuff and all this, the freak out. But I started laughing and I went, I am so potent that I created all of that chaos and I'd opened myself up and I hadn't been cutting cord ties for like 24 hours. And a freaking smoke entity, this is where it gets weird. It was a smoke entity that had actually set That's off. your alarm. Yeah, and we're in a brand new house. Yeah, I created a smoke entity. Now, whether I created it or whether um, it's just something that I let in because, um, you know, my aura was a little bit wonky and I was unbalanced. So I I opened myself up for being attacked, really. Um, I dropped my awareness, you know, and um, I was was laughing. I was like, I just created, I rang up my husband because he was away and he was so embarrassed because he's an electrician he wired our house and I said it's not your fault it's mine because I allowed a smoking to tea into the house <laughs> and he's just like well I'm glad that I get off the hook but I, I need to check the other I said trust me it was a smoking to tea the funny thing about it is I another three people's alarms went off as well and there was no smoke or anything 
And so I was actually tapping into a collective energy, a collective entity. And are um, they like clients or students or it was random uh, people? Just, just, yeah, just people in my vortex, like friends and clients okay. and stuff like that. So wow. I've never heard of a smoke entity. Okay. That's so it, it was crazy. It just shows we create so much. And that, and so I was laughing and I acknowledged what I had done. And um, But I, I think the reason why I'm saying this is because I probably need to go talk to my dog about that because, you know, just to make sure he's okay and doesn't have any post, um, post-traumatic stress. Are you a big pendulum person? Uh, yeah, I've got one right here, actually. You can totally kind of make a heart-to-heart connection with him and uh, then just ask with your pendulum. You know, just connect with him and then it can be real quick and simple. Beautiful. And you know what I noticed about animals as well? And I got this from my my best friend. We went to pick the puppy up. And of course, you meant to put him in a crate and drive him home and stuff. And I was like, I can't do that. And I had this huge amount of anxiety before I went to pick him up. I made it this big drama because I was like, I can't take him away from his family, put him in a box and then... Yeah, and then have him like, and then make sure he stays in the crate and cries all night so he gets used to it. I was like, I wouldn't do that to my kids. You know, my kids slept with me half the time. Um, I wouldn't do that. Um, so why would I do it to my puppy? So I took my friend who's an animal lover and we just basically carried him and loved him and got to know him. And when he was crying, um, it was like, it's okay, puppy. And we just made it. And the whole way home, I drove for five hours after we connected. And he lay there sleeping with his little tongue out. And oh, it was so beautiful to connect with him. Where I know that uh, before I was doing mediumship, I would have never done that. I would have been like, oh my gosh, the dog is doing this. Okay, let's just deal with the dog. What does the dog need? Like from that energy? You are so much more in tune with his emotional energy, but that's like probably because all the changes you've made as a mom in general too, you Mm. know, whereas your heart's just so expanded and it probably hurt your heart to think about taking him from his mom, putting him in the crate, you know, I mean, most people are going through life so quickly and so out of tune with what feels good that they wouldn't even realize that it bothered them, you know? So it's that pause and reflection that I think is so impactful that we can actually, you know, get in touch with how we're feeling about something. Mm, absolutely. And I think animals um, are so conscious that that I, I've been doing a program with Eckhart Tolle, a live program, and his, his presence is just next level. Like you, I'm sitting there passing out in his presence, like, what is this? And um he He's says, like the calmest human being that I've ever seen. <laughs> he is not a human being. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean. And he he is, oh my God, I just want to cry in his presence. Anyway, <laughs> I'm definitely going down that track. And um, so what he was saying is, you know, when you go to the supermarket and when there's an, or an animal, you know, an animal or a human being and you, you lock eyes, and this is the connection we have as well, Ali, but we've always had, you see each other and when you see each other even if it's just for that moment then what you're doing is you're seeing love you're seeing consciousness but like you said life is so busy then you go into the supermarket and you're like I'm not going to look at anybody because I don't want to make any connections or or um someone looks at you and you grab that like that tiny eye and you kind of smile and walk away and it's made your day because you saw love that day you saw consciousness yeah. that day and that's oh, what that's animals a beautiful have. way to look at that and animals like 
nothing gets by your animals. They know and understand everything that is going on in your household with you. I mean, I've had animals tell me about their pet parents, anxiety, depression, miscarriages, learning disabilities going on with the kids, um, that they like or don't like their mom's new shampoo, um, the smell. I mean, anything you can imagine has come up in a reading. Oh, job advice when if their parents are looking for a new job. I mean, they come out with things. You just, they know everything. It's incredible. They're so in tune. It's so interesting as well. I know that my, my daughter and my husband are obsessed with animals. Like um, I was sending a picture to my, I was sending a video to my best friend last night because it was nine o'clock at night. And I was like, where's my daughter? She's at the crate because the puppy's asleep. Well, actually the puppy wasn't asleep. She was doing TikToks with the dog. She's got TikToks with her guinea pigs. She's got TikToks with, she's got tadpoles. And this tadpole, one of them seemingly was dead. It was the tiny runt, <laughs> the runt of the tadpoles. She was devastated. So she got a little spoon. She picked it up, put it in and out, in and out. She touched it, put it back in, and then it was alive again. So she like. I'm walked, dead. She, she brought it back to life. It like blew my mind. And she's like, I'm happy now. And she went and played. But she was devastated. Oh. And I was like, this is absolutely fascinating. So she's doing these TikToks with the dog. And I sent it to my best friend. And I was just like, whoa, this is just next that level. Like this communication. It's like, and she cried and cried and cried until she got a dog. She's like, I need a dog I need a dog and you know so we've actually had to make a lot of um, peace with our old dog who passed away three years ago because my husband's very connected to him so we actually had to do energy work to kind of let him go but not let him go so we could bring in the new puppy and it's just like I suppose like with babies as well um, with people losing babies and then bringing another one in there's a lot of I know my sister you're into animals I just do basically you know straight up mediumship and my sister works with babies so she works with mothers and babies that have lost um so and she's got a baby who helps her with that and she's had miscarriages and it's just just like with you and animals it's just my sister just channeled it through and and now all these people swarm to her that have lost children sure they want to talk to their babies i mean that is such a there's no stronger connection you know that's amazing Wow. And then actually cutting that that cord tie, like you've still got the connection, but rather than let, actually letting the babies go so they can go and come back. Um, but the point I was getting to, because I went off track there, was my daughter at school had this, um, they were tracking the cats. So we put a tracker on our cat. This was about a year ago to see where the cat was going in the neighborhood. What the hell? That oh, cat unbelievable we've got this fat black I'm a witch so black cat of course (laughs) no but we've got this black cat monkey um and I used to hate him when I was pregnant I hated the cat don't know why oh my gosh how I'm so embarrassed to say that now because I do love him now but this cat lies around all day meows and loves the dog and does nothing just lies there but I tell you what he was all around that neighborhood he went so far and because it tracked at it. night or during night. the day. I think it was wow. at, I think it was at night. Um yeah, so we don't lock our cats up here, really. Um I know a lot of places lock their cats up at night or keep their cats inside. Um 
we we don't do that. But um, it was it just absolutely blew my mind. So no wonder this is funny. It's like I'm channeling through for the cat now. Um, no wonder he got anxiety when new people move in. There's new cats, younger and stronger, because he's quite old now. Um, yeah. No wonder he was he was saying to lose his fights and also freak out a little bit and not have to go wandering so far. Well, I, you have to tell your daughter too. Some of the funniest animals that I've ever talked to, guinea pigs. <gasps> they are hysterical. I mean, like little old ladies. They're ones that all words, all words. They just none of, like talk, 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 talk. They were oh. hysterical. I yeah. love this. And we've actually got, so we've got these two little guinea pigs and my daughter, like I say. Girls? Do you have two girls? We have two boys. Boys. Okay. Because I know they always have to be same sex, but yeah. the girls, yeah, I've talked to four girl ones and they were really funny. They're just so beautiful. And, um, and they're very intuitive because if I went in there, like she just goes in there and she grabs them. She carries them around on one of, she roller skates with them. She pops them in her basket. She does all of these things and they love her. They're, they're hers. Like, like I wouldn't go pick them up and do stuff because they're, they're scared of me. They're hers. Um, but we always say, have you played with the guinea pigs? It's, if you're going to have guinea pigs, it's very important that you're going to play with them because they need like a mama. So we've got a yeah. big thing for them. They last for like, six, they live for like 16 years. Like they live forever. Like your daughter's going to go to college and you're going to have to take care of the guinea pig. I'm going to be like, we got little leashes and stuff, which we haven't really oh, used. So cute. Well, the when I taught these two, they were like little ladies. They were fighting because one was a neat freak and wanted poop only in one area of the cage and one was messy and would poop like all over the cage and so they were fighting with each other because they couldn't get along and figure out how to deal with the cage so we had to intervene oh my God. so when animals so they communicate right they, they communicate and like obviously the guinea pigs they squeal they squeal quite a lot um and dogs kind of you know every animal does something um in a certain way so can they hear each other like we can hear each other? They talk to each other. Like if you have two dogs in the house, you don't hear anything, but they're mentally sending each other, talking to each other. Oh, yes. so telepathic. All day, telepathically, yeah. It's oh. energy. So it's like thoughts, you know, it's like, it's the same way if you are talking to a spirit, you don't have to talk out loud. I mean, you can, or you can just think it in your head and get the answer, hmm. right? right. Uh -huh. That's how, I'm assuming that's how it works for you, yeah. is it yeah. either way? Yeah. And so, same thing, you're mentally communicating. That's how they do it. It's just sending thoughts and emotions, you know, mentally. Right, so human so, beings basically are behind the times, and animals are actually up with the play, in other words. And human beings... Like thousands of years ago, everybody talked to animals. Animals communication, it's so easy for them to talk to the humans, but we're the ones that have lost that ability. So anyone can open up to it and practice and try. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easier for some people, obviously, like you or I who have were doing me I was doing mediumship before. You're obviously so intuitive and so amazing at mediumship you probably could fall into it like really, really easily. Some people just don't realize, they don't think they can. 
I, people say, well, how does it work? I'm like, the biggest thing is so much trust and faith that when I close my eyes to talk to an animal, it's going to work. Like yeah. I have not one, one single doubt that it's going to work and I can do it. That's a big piece of it. If you start second guessing yourself and I don't know, then it's not going to work. I have so much trust and faith. And I think that's the biggest obstacle. I think that's the biggest obstacle in life for every single thing. Um, So like, honestly, that's a pillar of life right there is having trust and faith in what you're doing. That's what I teach my mediums as well. I'm like, you guys are going to be put into broken up rooms right now. And I want you to read for each other and not read from the book and trust. And it's not until they drop and they, they drop all of those kind of judgments and considerations on how it has to be done. And they just, do it and that, I remember the first time I did a, a, a proper reading and I asked this person I trusted who I didn't know very well but I trusted her can I do a reading for you and I, I instantly knew I wasn't allowed to use the cards so I was totally freaking out and then I went right what am I seeing you know what am I feeling what do I know and I just started telling her the story and it was exactly 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 what she needed to know the best reading she had ever had and it was my first reading and she'd had millions of readings and the reason why that was was because I had the balls to not try and control the reading so that is the thing trust you cannot filter I mean I get some of the most random stuff it doesn't matter if it makes sense to me it only has to make sense to the pet parents and like you might get a detail from a spirit and you're like what but you say it and the person knows exactly what you're talking about so you have to take any sort of filter any sort of second guess out of it I mean here's a fun example I did a reading on a horse and this is when I was doing my training and when I was doing my training I would have to have you know because I'm like getting scores and my accuracy and everything so half the questions that people would ask me that I would ask me would be verifiable meaning they know the answer and they're basically quizzing me to see if I get the answer that that they think is right so I was talking to this horse and one of the questions that the mom asked was what's hanging in the stall by the door and So I asked the horse, I'm like, what's hanging in your stall by the door? And I see a picture of like a picture of the mom, the woman and the horse. And I don't know anything about horses at this point. I'm like, do people do that? I mean, that's so random, but okay. So I write that down. So when I'm giving the mom the results, I told her, I said, I see a picture of you and your horse. And she started laughing and she goes, oh my God, that's not what I was thinking Because I was thinking of, do you know what a salt lick is when people hang like a thing of salt for the horses to lick? Oh, yeah. But she goes, next to the salt lick is a picture of me and the horse. And this little girl was hanging around the barn a lot and drew a picture of her and her horse. And she framed it and hung it up in the stall next to the salt lick, next to the door. But that's what the horse wanted to tell me about. And it obviously oh. was like really special to him and then became like super special to her. So it was like, if I had said to myself, no, there's no way that could be right. I would have missed an amazing detail. You know, you cannot second guess. And I've had to learn to just trust everything the animals say. Don't trust oh. my brain, trust them. 
Oh, it's so good. I so love this conversation. This is like so educational for me as a medium. Like it's like, honestly, this is, I'm so grateful for this. Um, so it was really interesting. So like my, my best friend who I was talking about, she's massively into animals and she's got this big dog, like a big kind of like what most people would say scary as like scary, big kind of like bull, pity bull terrier. I don't even actually know. I can't remember what, what, what a she is right now but she is beautiful she is so beautiful she's very protective she sleeps with my friend and my friends like, I don't give a shit what anyone says like I'm used to you know th these type of dogs and she's sleeping with me she's purely like the soul connected <laughs> so cute oh, my dog sleep, like I'm sandwiched my husband's like how do you even move I'm like I don't care if I'm comfortable if they're comfortable and they want to be near me they're sleeping oh, like, I love like, it I love it um so yeah, it's, it's so funny because um, I was feeling a bit of anxiety because I had to go pick up my puppy. So I was like, really like, I need to pick up my puppy now. I can't wait till tomorrow morning because if I pick up tomorrow morning, if I literally go, um, I'm going to pick up the puppy, put him in the crate, drive five and a half hours. And it, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I was in a bit of anxiety and it was going to meaning that it was going to take me a lot, a lot longer to get home and stuff. But anyway, so I was feeling anxious and we just come back from a photo shoot and traveling around. And I was like, I haven't experienced anxiety like this for so long. What if I don't get the puppy? What if the lady says I can't have the puppy? So I was freaking out that a, I wouldn't get the puppy. Don't know why. Maybe it was a lack of worthiness or something. Um, and B, I want to be able to connect with the puppy and all those things. So anyway, my friend goes, I need you to come inside because you're my best friend. And I need you to know my dog and get along with my dog. And I said, I don't want to because I'm, I'm anxious. I'm, I was freaking out because I was having to change my plans right then and there so I could go get the puppy. And she has come inside. So she made me because she's pretty strong-minded. And I went inside and I stood there and the dog is like barking at me, very loud bark. She was talking. She didn't have her heckles up, but she was just barking at me. And I was thinking far out, this is not the time because I'm anxious. I know the dog is going to feel it. Definitely feeling that, yeah. So I was like, oh, so I was like, look, I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> and my friend's like, but it's really important to me. <laughs> and I need my dog to be socialized. I'm like, but I don't want to be doing this. And I was literally like going back to the seven-year-olds when we were seven-year-olds. Yeah, like you stamp your feet. Like, yeah. And she's like, and then eventually, and I could see in my friend's face, she was getting quite disappointed. Um, and I, I was like, I want to connect with the dog but I can't because I wouldn't do readings right now. I wouldn't go catch up with someone for a coffee right now because I'm anxious. You know, I, I just knew that it wasn't in the state for anything. So I went outside and I said to her, look, I'm sorry, but it's, I'm just not feeling great right now. And she said, can you please promise me that, you know, you'll connect with my dog one day because, you know, she needs to be in your life as well. Even though we live a long, long way away from each other. I said, I promised you, you know, next time we come, we'll go for a walk on the beach and then I'll connect with your dog because the, the dog is quite protective of the circle. So the dog doesn't um, be around a ton of people. It's like the, the group is kind of smaller and I've got a dog now. So we're going to live closer soon. So we will want to be connected in the same bubble. But I found it really interesting that I instantly knew I can't connect to the dog because I'm actually disconnected to everything. And even yeah. though she was barking at me and I wasn't scared, my friend had said, if you had just sat on the couch and relaxed, it would have all happened. And I was like, but I still wasn't in the energy of that. And I can understand, you know, with children as well, you'd want them to be really comfortable and go calm down and have that deep connection. 
Yeah, well, it's interesting because a lot of times when people come to me that because their dogs have anxiety and they don't know what to do, my very first question is, do you have anxiety? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there's mirroring going on. Mm -hmm. So we're so emotionally connected to our animals and they're so in tune with us that when I say, well, when you notice your dog has anxiety, I want you to pause and take a deep breath and see how you're feeling. Because if you can calm yourself, then your animal is most likely going to calm down. So it's like a, you know, kind of a wake up call for you to, you know, check in and, and work on yourself. I mean, there's stories of like, I mean, stomach issues, heart issues. I mean, all these things that animals get because their people have it mm. and because they're so connected to us. So that is the very first thing if you have an anxious dog. And it's true. It's like, I remember I have, I mean, I'm obsessed with my dogs. And one of them is a handful. I mean, he's the snuggliest, sweetest, cutest. Like I put, if you follow me on Instagram, I post him all the time. I'm obsessed with him, but he's definitely more challenging. And I say like, my kids are super easy kids. So God gave me a dog that I had to learn every lesson through this animal. Okay. And just cause I'm an animal communicator doesn't mean my animals are perfect. Okay. Let's just, just like someone could be a parenting expert and their kids aren't perfect either. All right. We still have like things we're working out. He's, you know, his very strong personality. So there was, a, he's very difficult to walk and he, um, has kind of like sensory issues with like cars and everything's just like a lot for him. So I realized though on walks, I was getting really stressed because I was so worried about how he was going to behave. And so I stopped myself one day and I was like, Allie, stop, breathe, take some dress. And I felt my, felt my whole body relax. And then he relaxed and walked so much better and had so many less issues because I was calm. He's feeling my energy going, oh, there's a reason to worry right now. Mm. So it was riling him up. So the calmer I stay, the easier it is to walk him. Mm. They're just so connected to us. It's exactly the same as kids. So, um, and I don't know if I had this awareness before um, our last, our last kind of meeting up, but my son, now I don't know if you um, know about human design. So I'm really... I have some friends that are really into human design and we were just at dinner totally talking about it. So I'm a projector. <gasps> Me too. Okay. <laughs> no. I don't know like tons about it, but I know I'm a projector. Oh my God. Yeah. We, we're both, are you a, do you know if you're a classic projector or an energy projector or a mental projector? I, I can ask, but I also have like something important that's open, like yeah. open, closed. I'm yeah. Open, so your emotional I'm authority. Yes. Emotional authority is it is it open? Yes. So is mine. <laughs> so we are very okay. We're yes. gonna have this conversation after. You're gonna send me your profile okay. so I can like actually look at this and see. Um, I'm learning human design at the moment and I bring it into my coaching and stuff. But yeah, I'm a projector and I'm an emotional authority. So that means that we are very aware of others' emotions. Um, on it, that's why we're empathic. I'm not saying that defined solar plexuses are not empathic, but um we certainly can feel other people's um, emotions and we actually can feel them even more than they can sometimes. And we just have to know not to make it our own because 
most of our emotions that we have are never ours. Um, so that's yeah. the short of it. So um, my my son, he is he's an open um, solar plexus as well, the emotional authority. And him and I, um, so having the open one is like a mirror. So, you know, you and I having these open authorities, um, the open centers, sorry, um, we basically are a mirror to other people, a complete mirror. So my son was a thing that um, he activated, like you're saying about your dog, you know, your problem child, <laughs> my problem child, my son was always screaming and he would never feed and he's got these allergies and I was like depressed and wanting to die and all these different things. And now I know everything he's ever done has been a mirror to me. Now, I know this is like the case with a lot of parents, but for this particular child with me, we've both got these open mirrors looking at each other. And the most amazing thing about it is if he's in the kitchen and he's going, I'm hungry, I want something now. And he's kind of being demanding. I stop and go, hmm, what energy am I being? Because I can guarantee that that kid is literally he's tapping into my energy and when I'm like I'm quite like zen and happy and stuff right now and quite calm and my flow state and stuff like that um and CJ is like he'll open the door and go I love you mum shut the door and uh -huh. walk away and he goes yeah. hey mum I'm just getting myself a smoothie okay son like there is no conflict and his behavior used to be so intense that people go your kid is ADHD you need to discipline him this and this and this and this and I tapped in like you do with your animals, right? And I said, what is really going on with him? I was like, he's got some food intolerances. The irony of it is we dealt with his food intolerances. I've got the same food intolerances. Okay. So yes, that is, that's called mirroring. And it's exactly what you were saying with like the both open and mirroring each other. It's so interesting, but I want people to understand that that is the first place people should look. I'm not saying it's the answer to everything, but it's very common for your animals to mirror you. So the first place to look when your animal has a behavior or emotions that you want to, you know, get to the bottom of is to look at your own. And a lot of times it can really, really help. And it was funny because I met someone, we were on vacation a couple of weeks ago and there was someone with the cutest dog. And of course I'm like, I love your dog. Can I pet her? And um, she said something about her dog was so anxious. And I just knew. And I looked at the woman, I said, I don't want to pry. And, you know, I hope this isn't too personal, but do you have anxiety? And she was like, yes, I have severe anxiety. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I think that might have something to do with it. It's so, my card. <laughs> I don't have any on me, but I, I wish I did. But um, yeah, but it's very common. Mm. And this is amazing because I'm actually thinking, this is like an intuitive session for me as well, because I'm thinking maybe my cat had alopecia because I was stressed out. He started getting alopecia in the middle of me being oh. stressed. I oh. mean, I can't say 100%. I know. Hold on. I mean, I'm getting a yes. Yeah. Probably was stress. And if you knew then what you know now, you could have figured it out and dealt with it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it just blows my mind. How did I not connect animals to this? Just like, to, it's all the same thing. Living our lives, going 100 miles an hour. And we're not, most people don't have the consciousness to 
think about animals, that connection that way and to slow down enough to be in tune with that. So it's, you know, I didn't until I started this work, you know, I didn't think anything. I didn't know anything. And then I started this work and I was like, Oh, I get it now, you know, so and I know that yeah. now my, you know, more difficult dog came into my life because he needed someone like me to be his owner mm. or he would have just, you know, for behavior issues, gotten passed around from place to place to place, you know, forever. Where's fourth home? Yeah. People yeah. were like, no way. Like I'm not dealing with this and he's doing great now but you know it took someone to really understand him and accept him and there's lessons that come out of him because he's not perfectly behaved and it's like I've had to learn so much about accepting him having compassion because it's like deep-seated deep-rooted things and letting go of caring about what other people think I don't care even if I am an animal communicator I can't care about people thinking I don't have like a well-behaved dog Mm -hmm. like you know, he's built the way he's built. There's his personality is so strong and he has such deep rooted emotional issues. I can help him, but I can't like 100% fix him. Like he is who he is just like our kids are, we are, you know? So there's a lot of acceptance that's gone on in this mm. process, which is something I probably needed to learn. Mm, that's so beautiful. And so you said before you got to know about horses, so I just want to like tap into horses real quick. So this will be my last question. But they say horses are very, um, very conscious. And I know that they use horses for, you know, um, children and people that are on the spectrum. Um, All kinds of therapies. Yeah, the therapies. I've done, I've done equine therapy. Mm-hmm. So when I wanted to do therapy to, um, you know, work on some things for myself, I went to someone that did equine therapy because I knew working with, the horses, they're so intuitive and so wise. And I got so much more done working with the horses. I probably would have been in therapy for like years and years and years mm. to accomplish what I was able to work on with the horses. It is unbelievable. They're oh. such wise, wise, wise animals. I'm going to go and find a horse. <laughs> if people have anxiety, I mean, there are tons of issues, but very, very helpful if you have anxiety too. What we actually did, my friend and I, she's actually just moved the country, unfortunately, um, which is a bit sad, is every now and then I'd be like, I need to come out and see you. And she'd always say, come out and see the horses. So she has dogs and horses. And my, of course, my daughter was like right up in there. So, and I wouldn't actually go to the horses and be with the horses. I just had to be in the presence of the property. That was enough for me. And I just felt nurtured and loved and stuff like that. Um, and I used to love horses. Unfortunately, I could never afford one. You know, it was all that scarcity stuff, being younger and all that type of stuff. But um, yeah, I found that just even being in the presence of the horse. And what we'd do is we'd, we'd run bars and do Reiki in the paddock around the horses. So we would actually do that. So we wanted, we do consciousness work or breath work and stuff around the horses and it was just turning all that up yeah they probably assisted way more than you even realized at the time Mm. they are such beautiful animals yeah so good and i have to ask you are you okay you've got books how many you've got like three books out at the moment yeah three books 
So that all hot mess to mindful mom. So the first one, hot mess to mindful mom, that is um, all about 40 tools for self-care of like bite-sized little ways to take care of yourself. Um, And then get the most out of motherhood is all about mindful parenting. And then one minute to Zen is all about dealing with stress in the moment. So number two, get the most out of motherhood is the most parent focused. Um, And I'd say one minute to Zen and hot mess to mindful mom, even moms in the title, but I'm the hot mess to mindful mom is really kind of for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And I have to ask you, are you going to be bringing out any animal books? No, my guides are telling me that I'm writing another book and my husband is telling me that I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I hate to tell you, but I feel like, I feel like you will. And it might not be like, this is just this feeling I have, I'm saying, but it might not be like now, it might not be like in this minute or in this 10 seconds. Um, and you are a mom and you are on this new journey, you know, um, again, with your, this career of talking to animals, which is next level, by the way. Um, but I feel like in your lifetime, there's definitely going to be, um, never, yeah. say never. never say never. never. Like, you know, I always laugh. I'm like, never say never. Before I had kids, I used to say, my kids will never eat in front of the television. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one did not last. So then I was like, never say never because you just never know. But maybe. I won't say no, but I'll say maybe. Yeah, and I I just wanted to know if there was anything in the actual pipelines now because. According to my guides, there is, but I, I haven't committed to anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The absolutely. guys say 100% yes. So I, I want that book. I want that book now. I'm going to tap into the energy of the future book uh, now so then I can already have the information. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and um, Ellie, this has been an absolute pleasure. I have, it's never long enough. Um, and as you know, life is a million miles an hour. So I want to thank you for taking this time. Is there anything that you want to add into this little, this podcast? Um, just if anyone wants to find me, they can find me on alleycats.com. And, um, you know, I love getting to introduce people to animal communication because it is so joyful. It makes me so happy. And to be able to give animals a voice is such an honor and to be able to help people feel more connected and to better understand their animals and help them live their very best life. That's an honor too. So anyone that's interested, reach out to me because it's, it's really wonderful. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And anybody who's listening, if you want to purchase any of those books, I'm pretty sure you have them on Amazon. Um, Amazon, and- Barnes and Noble. There are a couple of places, but Amazon's always the easiest. And then actually coming out in April is there's a special box set of the trilogy. And um, there, if you buy them all three together, it's like half price. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's just like being released really soon. Yeah. Is that going to be, so you can find that on your website or Amazon? Amazon. Yeah. I need to put it on my website, but it's on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Hey, thank you so much for this conversation. So great to be together. Yeah, so good. And hopefully we'll catch up soon. And um, I will be contacting you after this about that human design so I can have a look at your um, 
for my own <laughs> I'm just being nosy for my own benefit so I can see oh my god no wonder we were so massively drawn together when we first met because we are identical or whatever <laughs> I love it thank you so much Ellie and you guys go check out her website and I will see you guys later thanks Ellie and that's a wrap for today thank you so much for joining the release your blocks podcast if you enjoyed this episode I would love to hear from you so please leave a review and tell me what your favorite takeaway from today was there is so much more from where this came from you can also find me at holistic energy shifting on facebook where you can find more content, more coaching, and more guidance. Have a grand and glorious day, and I'll see you next time.